0: Mike Conley is with Holly Rowe. Let's see if we can send it over there.
1: Mike Conley, you were so close. We had you on triple-double watch for a minute. How were you able to be so effective, kind of figure out the Pelicans after that first quarter and start to really uh, hit threes and be efficient?
2: Uh, Well, Coach told us to just start running, you know, playing faster. And, uh, you know, the Pelicans did a good job of pressuring us and kind of slowing us up a little bit and being physical. Uh, So once we were able to get stops, uh, you know, guards rebounding, pushing and getting out in transition and trying to get easy plays, uh, made the game kind of open up for myself and uh, a lot of other players. Mike, uh, obviously you know this as well as anybody. Uh, If you're looking to go to the dance, you've got to be a good road team. You guys have figured something out on the road what what do you think in particular that is um i think really it's just uh not getting too high or too low we've been really consistent in that in that aspect of of every game we've been on the road you know teams make runs um in in hostile situations hostile buildings (laughs) and then you got joksters like don obviously um who's able to to withstand that for a little bit and um you know really lock in when we need him most but but really, we've just been a really good, uh, done a really good job of, of being patient and, and being resilient throughout. You know, every game we've been on the road.
1: We were all collectively holding our breath because Donovan Mitchell had one of the most beautiful passes in the air, wrap around Valanchunas to you for three. How much pressure is on you in that moment? You've got to get it so he gets that beautiful assist.
2: <laughs> oh man, we do that all the time. See, it, it was it was a special play for y'all. I see that every day of practice. So uh, it was a routine situation for us, and I just got to knock it down.
1: I love that that's routine. It is so pretty. Good start to the road trip. The road winds continue to stack up. Thank you so much, Thanks, Mike. Mike.
0: That's Mike Conley with Thurl Bailey and Holly Rowe. Unfortunately, us being in Salt Lake City, we don't have capability to get the own interviews on the road. Uh, but that's great to have Mike via those two. And now joined by Nostradamus Lacombe and Jake Scott. 115, 104. Jazz hit the R.B.S. threshold. After I doubted you, Lacombe.
3: Rostradamus is what we call it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice. 11 and one. You're quicker than the average cat. That 11
3: and one. I stole that from a, a Twitter, from a Twitter, creative Twitter user. So I'm gonna stick with it.
0: So I want to really get into the Donovan Mitchell, Herb Jones thing here for a second. Donovan was three of 14 in the first two games. They're back to backs. There's no real time to watch it. Probably no real time to recognize what's happened. Right, like. You aren't 3-14 until the end of the game. Do you, he torches him tonight. Oh, torched him. Do you think – I mean, Donovan's a, like, legendary film watcher. The players all talk about it all the time. Do you think this is a case that Donovan goes and watches film and figures out what Jones does and then takes it to him?
3: I think, I think big time. I think it's uh, – you know, I watch – I go down and watch the guys shoot before the games and so the coaches come out and shoot with the guys and then they'll sit and watch video with them. I know – Uh, it's it's a huge part of preparation. But Donovan, to me, just seemed like he had an extra gear, and I think maybe that's because Jones did a good job on him. He played with force, was able to get around him. I thought him breaking the paint early, getting to the rim, was really, really a big factor in the Jazz being able to win the game.
0: Ron Boone, right. any thoughts? No, Ron Boone has no oh,
4: thoughts. Oh, No, whatever what his name was? Roast. roast Rostradamus. Right, because the Arby's chicken roast. I wonder if I could get like a. Chicken, I
0: roast think roast. I could get like a, you know,
5: free sponsorship sale? out of this Hey, thing. let's work that out,
3: huh? Could
0: have hey, free uh, Little yeah, Caesars actually, and you know Arby's. What? You know what? You actually could. Um, so I'm, here's the deal.
3: You have to be in on Every it.
0: Every time you're right. And the Jazz score over 110, all you have to do is take the Utah Jazz app. <laughs> I get a free roast beef. Download the Jazz app, turn on notifications, visit utahjazz.com, score big. Hey, so tell and me this. You if can, guys miss you two free throws
3: hand. in the fourth quarter, I get Chick-fil-A too, right? Um, yeah. I'm going to eat for life.
0: If you do all the things you're supposed to do. I don't know you have a ticket stub for that one. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Rudy Gobert has double-double in 14 straight games, I think. Bogdanovich had 21, five threes on 11 attempts. He's not been shooting well on the road, so that's nice. He's 49% from three at home and 31% uh, overall and 25% or 31% on the road. So that's nice to see. That's, Mike Conley was really good. Got anything else for us? Booner's I, I, back. Welcome Booner's back, Booner. I know. Yeah.
3: He's, he was big time. In
0: this. I always felt much better today. <laughs> hey, how many, how, many, with
3: me. You know, how many times can a guy go up and down? You know, there's a limit to this. Oh, what do you mean up and down? You know, or TV and radio it kind of, okay.
4: you But you, know. you said up right. well, and they down. Said, they, sent
3: him,
0: they sent him down for two games, and that's now right. he came now, back up. Yeah, no, that's right. That's <laughs> hey, hey, David, <laughs> <laughs> Ali, how, about, how about Rudy's last block? Oh, the play in which he comes From out. From the free throw line. where The one where he goes out, defends Ingram, they throw over the top to Valanchunas on the mid match and he gets back to block the shot?
3: Yeah, he was at the nail when the ball was thrown and was in right. front of uh, Valanciunas and blocked his like that was beautiful right there. Right. I'm gonna find that one, and put that on Twitter. Yeah,
0: I think that one's amazing. And then Donovan um, sending two guys to the floor tonight is pretty good.
3: Donovan's uh, handoff wrap around behind the back was really nice yeah, was too off that off tonight. that horns play.
4: Well the thing that I wanted to watch there, and I'm glad you guys brought that block up because uh, Valanciunas has been so good from two to four feet all season long, and and that's. One of the reasons is because of that one little shot that he able to shoot right over the fingertips. Jokic, he does the same thing, you know, gets the body on guys and shoots it right over the fingertips. So I was so glad to see Rudy. I think he blocked it twice tonight, though, not just once.
3: He's grown up even guarding him like Balanchino's kind of moved him around a lot, you know, early on, but um, got called for that foul. I thought that was pivotal. And then, you know, Rudy just is he had 11 rebounds again at halftime. Unbelievable.
0: He's good. The best players were good tonight. That's why you win on the road.
3: Another road win, boys.
0: The answer of why you win on the road is because our best players are really good. Yeah.
3: Okay. All right, guys. Fine work. Appreciate you.
0: Anything interesting happen in the league tonight?
3: Kuzma had 36. No way, really? 14 and 9. Or er, thir- 36, 14, and 6. I oh. just saw that. That was a random. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh,
0: who, oh, they play Charlotte. No what? No No, no wonder. No.
3: I'll leave you with this. My best shot was two to four feet, but I'm only six one, and it never got on the floor. But, man, in warm-ups, I was good at it.
0: You were? Okay. <laughs> How about Memphis beat Brooklyn tonight? Kevin Durant and James Harden played. Wow. They thumped them. 118-104. What about Memphis? Taylor Jenkins is... Taylor Jenkins is, like, top five coach in the league.
4: You had a lot of good things to say about them last year.
0: I did. Taylor yeah. Jenkins is super good. Okay.
4: <laughs> All right, guys. Appreciate
3: <laughs> it. Namaste. Yeah.
5: Uh,
0: random NBA thoughts. Like, I didn't get a chance to check the scoreboard tonight. It's a little hectic around here right now. Mm.
5: Uh, thanks, David and Ron. Rostradamus out. Rostradamus out. We'll talk to you on Wednesday.
0: <laughs> hey, you can get a free sandwich <laughs> if you get the Utah Jazz app.
5: 115 <laughs> to 104 is your final. We'll break it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. jazz game night post game show on the jazz radio network jake scott coach tim lacombe jazz win 115 104 over the new orleans pelicans led by 29 points from donovan mitchell on an incredibly efficient 11 of 19 shooting five of nine from three donovan also had five assists and three rebounds and uh, this was one where it kind of felt like the jazz didn't have a ton of juice and uh, donovan i don't know you threw out a threw out a tweet about this but uh he brought the juice in the fourth quarter and closed this one out to, uh, to lift him to the win.
3: He was so good, but I, I just like the way they found themselves. You know, again, playing on the road, uh, didn't get off to a great start, but, you know, kind of effort kept him in it. And then, yeah, the play just got better and better. The guys really trusted in each other, and Donovan was spectacular down the stretch. He made a highlight reel after highlight reel play. It was really fun to watch. It was. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas led the way for the Pelicans with uh,
5: 25. He also had nine boards and two assists. And uh, Rudy had some foul trouble. He had a double-double 10 and 18, but uh, had five fouls on the game. Picked up the fourth foul, what, uh, was it late in the third or early in the fourth? And, uh, it, you know, you could see the Pelicans really attack when Rudy was off the floor. Once again, I think tonight they missed Hassan Whiteside.
3: They definitely do. I mean, it's, it's why he's on the team. It's why they went and, and acquired him. Uh, so it's nice to know he's there because if they were having to go small, I, I don't th- think that would be sustainable. Um, but I, I, yeah, again, I think that this team—they—they uh, they play at a really high level. And when they got challenged, they answered the bell. It was uh, Pelicans pushed pretty hard on them, and they were able to withstand that.
5: Uh, let's see, Mike Conley with a brilliant night: twenty-two points, eight boards, seven assists. Uh, kept an eye on that triple double. Just uh, didn't quite get there. Bogdanovich with twenty-one. Uh, he was 5 of 11 from 3, so really shot the ball well there. And uh, Clarkson with 14 coming in off the bench. How about the jo- job the Jazz did on Brandon Ingram? In 31 minutes, he had just 10 points on 3 of 18 shooting, and I know he's dealing with uh, uh, an Achilles that's that's kept him out and so maybe needed to knock the rust off, but felt like the Jazz played well against him.
3: Oh, totally. I, I mean, I remember we had 40, 39 or 40 a couple of years yeah, ago against the right? Jazz. He, he's a really hard cover, and... I thought the Jazz did what they had to do tonight. They they contested shots and made them difficult. Uh, Ingram's a really talented player. It's probably partly you know coming off of injury and getting back out there. But I'll take three for eighteen you know, with this Jazz team and the defense. You know I'll take three for eighteen on Ingram any day.
5: All right, uh, with that, we will say good night to our network stations. Uh, our next broadcast is coming your way on Wednesday night. The Jazz will be in Denver to take on the Nuggets. That game will tip off at 8 o'clock uh, right here on the Jazz Radio Network. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have some post game sound for you. We'll continue to break this one down as Jazz win. 115, 104 right here on the Jazz
0: Radio Network. Catch and shoot three. Ah! Is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Postgame Show. Ingles underhand scoop to Conley, back out to Joe, fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan skies and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game. Here's Jake Scott and Tim Lacole. Oh.
5: Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Your final Jazz beat the Pelicans one fifteen to one oh four, and in fact they get past, uh, past that one eleven. Mark uh, Rostradamus. Tim Lacombe predicts the bell, correctly Come on, man. once <laughs> like, again got to live for that bell. Now 11-1, and 1, predicting if it's going to be an Arby's night. And uh, this season when the Utah Jazz score 111 more points in a game, Jazz app users score a free Arby's Classic Roast Beef Sandwich the next day. Download the Utah Jazz app, turn on notifications, and visit utahjazz.com
3: scorebig to learn more. That one got a little dicey. They were stuck at 106 for quite a minute. Uh, or a couple minutes, but they, they figured it out there. They found a way to get there.
5: <clears throat> yeah, not as easily maybe as we we both thought. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they found a way to get, uh, get our boy Jeff and everybody else out there, their free roast beef.
3: Speaking of numbers, okay. uh, run down the uh, offense and defensive ratings tonight. The Jazz, about average uh, on the season, which is their average is really, really good. It's a 118.6. Um, and they were able to hold... The Pelicans to under league average, which league average is about 110. Uh, they held them to a 108. So, great sign uh, on the road. First game, the Jazz look really comfortable out there. Yeah. What did you think about the defense tonight? It, it was spotty. You know, I thought there were a couple of glaring issues. Um, and, you know, most of them have to do when Rudy's off the floor. Yeah. But um, they, they figured it out. And I, I actually liked their. They got a little more aggressive, even defensively, in the second half too. So, it was it was a good win.
5: Yeah, getting back to our comparison to Dion in the in the pregame, Luck. you know, when when Dion goes off the field, all of a sudden you're thrown to your number one receiver again. You see that with when Rudy goes off the court, they're going to go to the basket. at will,
3: the, and you saw it was yep. so evident. I mean, he, the minute he checks off, it's like whoa. Yep, um, but. You know, that, that's the beauty of it. They do have Hassan out there, so it's not like a couple of years ago where they really didn't have an answer.
5: Bless Tony Bradley's heart. Yeah, he tried his best, but he, he did not good. I mean, he beat out Ed Davis that year, so he deserves that. But, yeah, it was a different animal. And you can just tell as soon as Rudy goes off the floor with no Hassan Whiteside, they're going to go right at the rim, and they certainly did. Let's get some postgame sound going. Let's start things off with Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder.
4: Coach, how how important is was it for you guys to be able to um, to put Saturday behind an emotional game, you know, kind of regroup mentally, uh, collectively, and, and and come out and play with the energy that that you guys played with tonight, especially in the second half. <laughs> uh,
6: I guess I don't I don't I don't think it was about Saturday as much as it was just us finding energy. Um, but you know, hopefully, you move on after every game and try to get better, but you know, we were in mud early in the game. Uh, and when that happens, we basically build a wall for ourselves and, uh, you know, we can't have any pace. We can't have any force and that that's, that's hard, a hard way to play, especially when we're a team that's trying to attack and get in the paint. And it's particularly difficult when you've got you know, ball pressure up the court in the backcourt, you know, you're getting pressure, but you can't beat your man because you're running into one of your teammates. Um, so we just, we weren't running and we weren't connected and, you know, it makes it hard for us to generate shots. We, you know, kind of walk into pick and roll and then try to make something happen. And um, pretty soon we're up against the shot clock. So when, when, when we actually started running, whether it be on makes or misses, um, it's just a different mindset, and you know, I thought, you know, eventually we were able to, you know, to, to to get some defensive rebounds, and we just have to understand that, you know, it's going to be hard for Mike Conley to get a rebound with Valanchunas. It's going to be hard for Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell to get a rebound against Valanchunas. But if Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell and Boyan fight Valanchunas, we got a chance to get a rebound. And that's what I saw late is just everybody making an effort to be, you know, to be involved in a play as opposed to guys, you know, watching and hoping someone else is going to get it and saying, shoot what, you know, they got it. Uh, I thought the glass late was big. Eric Walden, Hugh, you guys have been
7: relatively subdued from three point range the last five games or so. Tonight, uh, kind of break out nineteen of thirty nine. How much do those little those those things, like you just mentioned, playing with energy, the rebounding, the ball movement, contribute to that
6: effort? Well, that that's where it starts with the running for us, and it's not you know, it's not like the the old Lakers Showtime where we're running for layups and dunks but we've got to run in order to create space so that we can play in you know in a larger space where our quickness and our shooting um, that combination can can give us an advantage so um, I I think we're got a few guys that are passing some threes up that we need to take them um, but again if, if you're not running um, by definition, you're not spaced, uh, and then everything gets harder because, you know, you're not able to make the kind of quick decisions that we need. So I thought that we started to do that in the second half. And I also thought our execution, um, that generated some of those threes that you're talking about, um, was really good late. You know, we were, we were smart about attacking certain mismatches we recognized, you know, when we were getting blitzed and we were spaced in those situations. And, you know, there was a few times I thought, you know, Rudy had the ball at the basket and maybe three or four times it just plays that that he makes. And, you know, he's made all year that just didn't happen tonight. Um, I think because of some of the physicality, but um, our ability to play through those possessions and not um, to get to the next play and keep guarding, I thought late was also important.
1: Sarah Todd. Quinn, after the last one, Mike mentioned that when you guys are playing without Hassan or without one of your sort of traditional bigs, that you, they, the guards have to sort of retrain their minds defensively because you're not trying to force a guy to Rudy or Hassan. So when you when you have guys out there without one of those traditional bigs, what are some of maybe a couple of things that you want those guards to keep in mind?
6: So let me get this right. If, if Rudy's not in, we actually have to defend and contain the ball because if Rudy's not in, we get beat. He doesn't, you know, I, I guess I, I get to go back to Mike and ask him what he meant because like, basically um, it's true when Rudy's not there, he can't cover up our mistakes. But I think part of our growth as a team is those guys that are on the perimeter Um you know, we just need to de- be determined to stay in front no matter who's on the court. Um, you know, I and I saw some possessions late. Um, and when I say that, uh, you know, that's not necessarily a one on one situation, it's you know, all the other guys being shifted, you know, and creating a crowd. Um, you know, and then it's you know, if someone's going to go by you, don't let them beat you to the middle of the floor where they have more options. Um, and that's going to be something for us that's, you know, the boards like tonight and being able to stay in front. There's there's going to be times where we stay in front and, you know, a bigger guy like Ingram is going to shoot over you. But, you know, at least that's a shot they got to make as opposed to getting to the rim. And that's something that you know I think Mike and Donovan and Roy, all those guys, you know, taking pride in that containment. And taking pride in defensive rebounding, because um, those are the the areas that, um, you know, that when we can do that, then Rudy really becomes effective um, because he's not cleaning up a mistake. He's impacting a play in another way.
1: Time for one last question. Andy Larson.
6: You guys eliminate Brandon Ingram to 10 points,
7: three of 18 shooting. What was kind of the key to success there?
6: Well, we had a number of guys that ended up on him because of transition situations and you know, kind of to Sarah's point earlier, I thought um, we did a really good job um, of being disciplined, you know, and not fouling him and keeping him in front and making him try to shoot contested jumpers. Um, And then when he did go to the basket, you know, we had really good communication where Rudy was able to switch on to him and contest the shot and you know that that's where that that th- those plays there are the ones that you know we really that that's the play we want and then we're you know a lot of times exposed on the glass um but tonight to be honest with you after that did happen you know I thought our guys did an unbelievable job fighting Valanchunas on the post he he got some buckets but You know, some of our smaller guys that got switched on to him, you know, really worked and made it hard for him to get the ball and get in good position in in that situation. So the combination of, you know, guarding those guys, both Valanciunas and Ingram together, I think, was something that we did well as a team.
5: There you go, Jazz Head Coach Quinn Snyder. Interesting postgame comments. Uh, you heard Sarah Todd of the Deseret News asking about uh, guarding when Rudy and Hassan are not in the lineup. And he said, let me get this straight. Are you saying that our guys have got to go out there and guard and stay in front of their guy? Well, yeah. Yeah, and it is tough when Rudy isn't uh, masking mistakes. But, you know, it's, it's really true that uh, Rudy makes up for a lot and, and those perimeter defenders um, can be a weakness of this team.
3: Yeah, they can, especially when, you know, they you get a free run at the rim. So that guard to your guard thing, keep guy in front of you, it's going to be a big theme, I would imagine, in practice and games. We're going to hear it a lot because I think that's a big piece for this Jazz team to be as good as they want to be. I loved his comments about gang rebounding. Uh, you know, the game like this, it, Valanciunas and Rudy are. are as big you know, and strong as each other, and it really does take a couple of guys coming down. Mike Conley getting eight rebounds was enormous in this game. Um, and then Rudy himself, he averaged 15.7 rebounds in the month of December. So he's played two games now in January. He's averaging 18.5. Wow. So it just keeps getting better and better for him. I, I love watching him play. And that block we talked about in crosstalk with David and Ron, it, that was phenomenal. I will post that because it was great. Rudy, of course, with his eighteen rebounds, is your master of the glass. Brought to
5: you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert. Here for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound Program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate five dollars to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader, who I believe will be this year's NBA rebound leader. Rudy Gobert.
3: You would have to think so. I mean, nobody's rebounding with, with the numbers he is right now. Pretty incredible. Rudy, Rudy
5: is incredible. He just he he's a great basketball player, that's for sure. Rudy, ten points, eighteen rebounds, two block shots tonight. As Jazz win one fifteen to one oh four over the New Orleans Pelicans. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller, Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. My Subaru We'll get you some player sound coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. game night post game show jazz radio network jake scott coach tim McComb. post game is brought to you by mark miller subaru featuring the my subaru is campaign real stories from real mark miller subaru customers share your subaru story for a chance to win prizes learn more and share at mark miller subaru 115-104 to 104 is your final jazz beat. Uh, the New Orleans Pelicans on the road tonight. Let's get a look at your points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-SERTA. Or visit SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Serta Pro Painters. Proven and trusted experts in painting. Tonight, points in the paint. Uh, Pelicans outscored the Jazz 50-38. to 38. Probably has a lot to do with what
3: we were talking about. When Rudy came off the floor, they really went at it. They went at it. And, and the Jazz, you know, tonight... They got 39 threes but made 19. So it's, it's awesome about this team because, you know, some nights they'll get it from the line, sometimes they'll get it from two. That's that's one thing that's a little bit different about this particular group, and I really like it. So uh,
5: 19 of 39, as you mentioned, 40, almost 49%, but some particularly good individual three-point performances. Bogdanovich, 5 of 11. Conley was 4 for 6. Donovan Mitchell was 5 for 9. Jordan Clarkson was 3 for 6. So some, uh, some really excellent shooting performances uh, from the Jazz tonight. Uh, again, you know, we can't talk enough about Donovan Mitchell. He was particularly good.
3: Yeah, Donovan and Mike. Mike was four for six, but he was a plus 24 when he's on the floor, just doing all those little things. But the offense really popped tonight, and I did feel like they turned the tide in the second quarter by attacking the rim, attacking the rim, kind of softened up the perimeter. And uh, you know,
5: Valanciunas is is tough in there, so that's not necessarily the easiest thing to do. And you're right, they did it, and it made a big difference.
3: Yeah, that's you know, that's what's great about this team. They, Quinn talks about it all the time. Rim first, make that a priority, things will open up. And they're so unselfish. They end up again tonight with 22 assists on 41 field goals, and the ball was popping around really good. Man, the Pelicans took 46 threes; they only made
5: 12 of them. So that's uh, yeah, it's gonna be tough to to win ball games when uh, when you're not shooting well from three, as we've often seen. All right, let's get some players out. Let's go back to New Orleans. It's time to hear from Donovan Mitchell.
4: Uh, I kind of want to go a little bit off the subject with you for one question. Um, yeah, you know, what's your favorite Dwayne Wade memory um, of when he was a player, and what are the the attributes physically that that you know, you've kept tried to emulate, and and you know, what do you think has made him such a good player in his career? Um,
8: my favorite memory. Um, I would say the playing the Pacers. I think it's him and Braun in this moment. Um, so they're playing the Pacers, and I think it was pretty cool how they just did this and manipulated the game and. Uh, in the fourth quarter and then overtime, um, it was like they took turns, you know, go scoring, continuing to score. And Dwayne Wade kind of took over and, you know, hit a, a, a BS shot. You could tell him I said that, too. You could put that in there. Uh, tied it up, um, kind of did the whole this is my house thing. Not not the one that where he stood on the table. He kind of did the whole this is my house and then forced it to overtime. Over, I think it was over Paul George. And then Brown followed it up with a three in overtime to kind of clinch it. That was a pretty cool moment for me Uh, at that time. I was a Heat fan. Uh, It's one of the ones that sticks out uh, to me. Um, I don't know why, but that's just one of the first ones I can I can think of. Everybody's going to say, you know, when he gets on the table and yelling this Mario hits the game winners. But, you know, for me, just watching him from afar growing up, not realizing how much of an impact he would have on my life and my career. to guarding him his last year, you know, last few, his last year, uh, last two years, I think, um, you know, I have a few photos of us just me guarding him and just the smile on my face. I think it's pretty dope uh, just because, you know, you're witnessing, you know, you're playing against greatness. You understand this is really the last time he's going to be on a basketball court and you're, I'm there doing guarding garden, it, uh, guarding him. Um, and then what makes him special, man, like I, I go back to his third year in the league, you know, his stardom and his fame and his, his, level of play took off in a matter of three years, uh, 24 years old, you know, manipulating the game and against a great team in the Dallas Mavericks, um, leading team full of vets on that team to, to a championship, um, when they were down and, and they came back and, 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 did what they were supposed to do, you know, against the free throw line. Like there's so many different things that I just look at. I'm like, man, at a, at, at a young age, you know, be able to do that at the biggest stage, you know, one of those things, I think that's very, really impressive, um, to now, you know, being an owner of a team, you know, being around him a lot, talking to him a lot, you know, it's it's been great, you know, I'm appreciative of it. I'm, I'm honored to have that. Um, I hope that answers your question. That's pretty
7: much, you know, it. Eric Walden, Don, you guys have been relatively subdued from three-point range the last five games or so. Tonight, you guys go 19 of 39. What was kind of the difference? <laughs>
8: Um, the, the kind of the the screw it mentality, just let it fly, you know, not overthinking it, just catch and shoot, letting it go. We got some good looks too. Um, we played two teams who have pretty athletic long wings. Um, so our shots aren't going to be as open as they are against other teams. And, you know, we kind of got to a point where we just said, you know what, screw it. We're just going to let it fly and let it shoot and finding guys and continue moving the ball. And that's who we are. Like I said, uh, last game you know sometimes these reads are just shoot it you know because if you get if you shot fake you know that might be the best shot of the possession you know you get into the paint now you're dealing with you know six ten, six eleven, and then the wingspaners that come with it so um sometimes just letting it go with confidence you know we did that tonight got guys good looks and I think that's been you know the biggest thing is just continuing to do what we do and shoot
1: ben anderson Don, it seems like you break more guys' ankles now than you used to when you got into the NBA. What's that process been like for you uh, as you've added that to your game? And then what, what is that kind of like in the moment? What are you looking for uh, when you
5: pull back and step back?
8: Um, honestly, I I don't know what I'm looking for. I think the biggest thing is, you know, for instance, tonight, you know, the biggest thing for when I drive right, I'm a dominant right driver. It's no secret. Um, but you know, if you try to cut me off, that's kind of where I get to the pullback. If you don't cut me off, I'm getting to the rim. And I think my finishing has allowed me to, uh, progress to get into that because guys and teams don't want me to get to the rim. So they're so determined to get back in front, which allows me to kind of get to those moves or they're trying to take away my right hand, which allows me to kind of go behind my back and get to my left. Uh, so I think it really starts with being able to finish the score downhill. Um, because that forces teams to want to get back in front of you. Now you're pulling back. Now you're stopping, changing direction and, uh, getting into the paint.
1: Sarah Todd. Don, what are you, what are you looking at on the stat sheet? What are you looking for?
8: I'm um, just looking how we, we guarded and who, who did what, you know, not necessarily just the points, you know, Royce O'Neal did a hell of a job on Brandon Ingram tonight, three of 18, uh, for 10 points. Um, I do wanna say this though. Um Herb Jones is is I think is gonna be in this league for a long time. Uh I gotta give him his props. He's made it tough on me every night we've played him. Um he's he's a guy that, you know, doesn't talk much, doesn't do much, doesn't say much, but he goes out there and, and competes. You know, tonight he was four eight for eleven eleven points. And but defensively he's 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 tough. Um I wanna give him his props for that. Um because he's he's a guy that makes you work, makes you think. Um, and just kind of comes to work and does his thing. So he's gonna be in the league for a while, and I, and I hope he is because he's he's a hell of a hell of a player, hell of a kid. But you know, with the same age, but kid, but whatever. Um, but he's he's a guy that you know can make life hard for for scores like myself. Um, but yeah, just kind of seeing you know, you know, turnovers, uh, free throws, where guys got shots, how many shots. You know, that that's that's the biggest thing. You know, um, Devonte shot four twelve, like making got making it tough you know, on those guys, but you got to give credit to Royce, man, Mike, you know, making it tough. Jones had a, an okay game, you know, solid game, but Rudy made Rudy countered it and continue to, 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 fight. We're asking Rudy to do a lot, especially with a sign out. Um, so that's pretty much
7: what I'm looking at as a whole.
1: Uh, Brett Martel, AP.
7: Hey Donovan. Um, I think there's about four and a half minutes left in the game. And Josh Hart was guarding you pretty tight on the perimeter and you hit that step back three. And I was just wondering if you could recall what um, were you thinking at that point and what do you think a shot like that does or how does, how does that affect a game in the late stages? Um, it's kind of demoralizing
8: in a way, you know, being able to hit a shot late clock like that. You know, I understood that there was, you know, nobody on the right side. So if I drove, it would be, you know, like I said before, kind of driving into length and having to make possibly a tough pass late clock. Uh, where they're they've been they were good at rotating and scrambling so you know those are the shots that I work on late clock in those situations um, just continuing to find your spot you know because at the end of the day that's what I, that's what I'm here to do um, and being when I'm in those situations just kind of just going back to what I've been working on and repping um, and I think that's really where that came from but those, that's a big shot you know and you know and I think. You may consider it a tough shot, but for me, it's it's normal because I've worked at it, you know, when you work at something for so long. So um, just kind of get into your spot, get into somewhere you've continually put work in and just letting it fly. Sometimes it goes in and then you looked at the end when the shot I hit over, uh, I missed over uh, Walker. Uh, it's the same shot, you know, it just went in and out. So, you know, now it's not always going to go in, but when you continually put the work in, you know, you trust it and you let it fly.
5: There's Donovan Mitchell. Donovan tonight was great. Twenty nine points, eleven of nineteen shooting, five of nine from three. Also added five assists, three rebounds, and three steals for Donovan as uh, he tried to be active defensively.
3: Yeah, he was just he was on another level in the fourth quarter, and um, you know a couple plays he made in that second quarter or second half were were remarkable. I mentioned the one where he got the handoff and in one motion went behind his back, you know, getting the handoff and. I think it was Josh Hart went down. He, he put a lot of guys on the ground tonight, like Ben said. He broke a lot of ankles. But, you know, Donovan was terrific, special, made big shots, and uh – I, I love that he took his jersey off and gave it to a kid after the game, too. Pretty cool. I love that stuff. But that change of direction, and you can hear
5: how Donovan thinks about the game. You know, he says, I drive to the right. People know that about me. So when they cut me off, i got to have something to go to. And the behind the back was was just beautiful and still got to the rim, but the step-back shot was great. And, of course, you have to make the shot to make the highlight, and uh, and he certainly did.
3: And then a couple dimes. You know, he found on a couple times in the corner just – great plays um, by a great player and he's having an elite year. There's no question about that. Let's get some more sound.
5: Let's go back to the big easy. It's time to hear from Mike Conley.
7: Hey Mike. So uh, Quinn mentioned that you guys are not the Showtime Lakers in that you don't run for layups and dunks, but you're running for spacing and and creating better looks at at open shots. Um, What kind of was the process of, of, of getting such great looks tonight?
9: Um, I, I think first um, was just trying to get get some kind of stop and get a, you know, get a rebound box out, get a rebound and run. Um, we didn't really get into a good flow until we started getting out, you know, pushing the ball, throwing it ahead. Uh, like you said, we weren't necessarily getting layups, but we were, we were creating um, opportunities for ourselves by, you know, throwing it ahead, driving it to the paint, uh, kicking it out to the next guy, getting easy looks. And uh, I think it allowed everybody to kind of get rhythm touch the ball and
4: uh, get a good flow to our game.
1: Tony Jones.
4: Um, you know that there's an adage, you know, that kind of says don't let one loss turn into two or whatever. You know, what, what was the key for you guys to, to come back and, and just play well, you know, tonight, to not only start off the road trip but just kind of, you know, get Saturday um, out of your minds a little bit?
9: Well, I, I think number one, you know, this team – We've been pretty resilient all year. I think we haven't let too many things kind of you know sit too long. Uh lost it, hasn't been too heavy. I think we've learned from every every individual game and you know that that game against the Warriors we learned from learned a lot about ourselves and, and small wall situations and um obviously stuff that we can work on, but coming out here to New Orleans, start the trip, and we just refocused on them, our matchups, uh what we needed to do to get the job done and we got there and, and did it.
1: All right, time for the last one, Sarah Todd. Mike Donovan just had a, a lot of glowing things to say about Herb Jones, uh, especially as a defender. I'm wondering kind of what you see out of him and, and just the the small bit that you've seen.
9: I think he's been phenomenal um, for a young guy to come in and take the challenge of guarding, you know, guys like Donovan, some of the best players in the league. Um the way he moves his body, the way he, you know, is able to to you know do the things he does. It's obvious that he's a, a natural defender, but it seems like he really watches film and, and really studies the game. So just uh it's been it's been fun to compete against him. I know Donovan has probably said enough about him, but uh he's been he's been a bright spot uh for that team.
5: Mike Conley right there, Mike was really good tonight, twenty two points. Eight rebounds, seven assists, and he's always even, Steven in the post games. You know, you get the same Mike wins, losses, and I think it's something that uh, uh, translates uh, to this uh, to this locker room. I don't, I don't know exactly what kind of leader Mike Conley is. Probably a pretty good one if I had to make a guess, but I think that's one of his strengths.
3: Yeah, he's he's even keel. He doesn't get too high, too low. But he said that's the personality of the team. Yeah, um, you know, and they learn stuff from losses. That's a key phrase. I was just looking back on the season. They've lost two times in a row, three times, um, you know, throughout the course of the year. And, again, this is their ninth straight road win. So um, I really like that they addressed issues the other night, still were down a big guy, and figured out how to deal with it.
5: All right, we'll get more player sound for you coming up right around the corner. I want to remind you about the Utah Jazz Most Valuable Educators program presented by Instructure, the makers of Canvas. Throughout the season, the Utah Jazz and Instructure will recognize 21 MVEs. Each one will receive a visit from the Jazz Bear, a $1,000 grant, a personalized jersey, and tickets to watch a jazz game in a suite. Go to nba.com slash jazz slash M-V-E to nominate your favorite educator right now. Uh, again, 115 to 104 is your final. We'll get more next on the Jazz Radio Network work game night, post-game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim LaComence brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. You'll find a 115-104 jazz winners on the road over the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, let's see here. It's time for your Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A. Earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A One app. Tonight, the Jazz from the line, 14 of 17. Uh, The Pelicans were 14 of 22. You like that uh, number, uh, over 82% from the line. But uh, 17 attempts is fine, uh, but actually a little down from where they've been over the last few weeks.
3: Yeah, it is down. Uh, Free throw shooting has been, or getting to the line, has been a a big part uh, of the last couple of Well, I guess really this year. But uh, the Jazz down a little bit. But I I kind of attribute that to the way the ball went in the hoop from three tonight. Um, You know, they they got more things quick. They were able to make 19 threes. So, like I say, you judge it on a a season-by-season basis, not night-by-night.
5: And Rudy went to the line, um, let's see here. Rudy went to the line six times. He was four of six. And we've seen Rudy. I mean, what, he had nine free throws by halftime a couple of games ago. Um, and maybe dropping that big with Valanciunas, they they didn't have to they didn't have to foul him.
3: Yeah, there wasn't a lot of switching right. going on, and, and he didn't have that seal going on down there. That's how he's gotten a lot of those fouls.
5: Yes, indeed. So they're a little bit different. And Valanciunas always plays tough against Rudy. I mean, he's a he's a tough player. I I liked him in Memphis last year, and hey, Memphis is playing great basketball. So obviously, it was the right decision for them. But I wondered about that trade. Uh, that they made uh, because you and I both have liked Valentinus I
3: love that guy. Yep, He's got the right, like he's got that Memphis fight too, which he like. Really physical and tough. Right. And so he played well tonight. He
5: he led the Pelicans in scoring 25 points on a 9 of 18 shooting. Of course uh, gave Rudy all he could handle. Rudy dealt with some foul trouble there in the second half.
3: Yeah, there was, there, at one point they had three fouls each, or, or two fouls each in the, and threw it in and that's when uh, Valentinus got his third. So it was kind of back and forth, and, and Rudy used his fouls tonight, but uh, the Jazz are able to figure it out and, and win the game. All right, back to New Orleans we go. Let's uh, let's hear a little bit from Boyan Bogdanovich.
10: Boyan, how's it going? Congrats on the win. Um, I want to talk about the end of the first half, and especially uh, the, the 10-1 run that you guys did in the third quarter, uh, the starting in the beginning of the third quarter. Uh, how was the the talks uh, with you and Queen, uh, the team and Queen uh, during halftime? And uh, speaking about basketball, what did you guys adjust uh, in order to get the win in the second half? Thank you. I mean, we adjust just playing playing a little bit faster and, and 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 better better defense. I mean, second half we ran a lot of a lot of picking rolls with uh, with Donovan and Mike because we knew that they are kind of doubling. Doubling Donovan, so he did a great, great job and great, great reads out of these pick and rolls. And then he had a he had a couple iso situation, that he converted to the points. But uh, but yeah, speech in halftime was to try to to play a little bit faster and and and, and move the ball a little bit
1: better. Sarah Todd, Boyan, how, how do things change for you defensively when you don't have Hassan backing up Rudy?
10: I mean, it's it's completely different defense, but uh, but Ocho is is doing doing great job. We are kind of changing the the lineup and changing our our pick and roll defense depends who we are guarding. So it's also it's also something to look up. He's doing great job for for us, and it's also preparing for probably for something that we're gonna play later, maybe.
1: Last question, Eric Walden. Well
7: Hey, Boyan. You guys hadn't been this good in terms of number of threes made and efficiency of making them in the last five or six games. Kind of what was the difference tonight in terms of uh, getting those good looks from outside?
10: I mean, we had a lot of lot of great corner corner threes, corner looks, and then, like I said, every team is playing us differently. Especially our our pick and roll. Role players. So, like I said, they were doubling Donovan. So he was making great reads out of out of those double teams, and 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 he was finding us. And, and JC was pretty pretty hot in a, in the first quarter and in the beginning of the second, hitting three threes in a in a row. So we are just moving the ball and we are playing the the, the right way.
5: There's Boyan Bogdanovich, twenty one points uh, from Bogdanovich, eight of seventeen shooting. He was uh, 5 of 11 from 3, and uh, Boganovich hit some big shots. And like Locke Locke was talking uh, to us in Crosstalk, hadn't necessarily uh, been shooting great on the road. Uh, Certainly did tonight, speaking of David Locke, visiting uh, the studio right outside the window. No
3: big deal. He's wearing an N95.
5: (coughs) Yeah, he's being careful. Uh, uh, Locke not, not on the road with the team, uh, at least for the moment. Uh, obviously, the TV crew isn't either. and so, In fact, uh, Locke for Wednesday night's broadcast is going to be up here with us in the studio because Monster Jam is uh, here at Vivint Arena.
3: You'll hear like, pass to Conley. Conley throws it to corner to Mitchell for three. Got it. <laughs> Everybody put your hands together for a Grave Digger! <laughs>
7: <laughs>
3: it's so loud. I know, it is loud. Uh, and you can smell the exhaust up here, too. Like, there's blue smoke in the studio. But that's, that's the world we live in. We've got to make two
5: big... I mean, while we're off on this tangent, uh, shout out to Jeremy Potter and, and David and the whole group getting everybody set up here so they can still bring you all the great jazz basketball and... Uh, uh, minimizing exposure and risk and those sorts of things, particularly when it comes to the team. Because, of course, the, the broadcast crews travel with uh, with the team. So it makes makes some sense. And I know uh, ideally Locke and Boone would be with everybody in on-site, but uh, this way they can still bring the game.
3: It's surreal. I walked down during the game uh, and just kind of sat down in the lower bowl for a second and, and, you know, was able to get a hello from most of the crew. Um, and they're working hard. They're working really hard, so props to them for making it work. I know Big T didn't big-time you. Oh, he called me coach. How about that? Big T's the best. Yeah, I I tried to recruit his kid, but he knew better, you know, sent him somewhere else. But to finish your thought, way back, Boyan was terrific. I thought he he made timely shots. He was great. When they put a smaller guy on him, we've seen it, but he backed guys down to the basket and made a couple uh, of shots down there in the paint. And, um, yeah, had a good night, only turned – did he even turn the ball over tonight? No, uh, zero. no, zero yeah. turnovers, which I love from boyan
5: Jazz had fourteen total turnovers tonight, but zero from uh, from Bogdanovich. One fifteen to one oh four is your final Jazz win tonight on the road in New Orleans. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Whiskey campaign, featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse, and each has a unique story to share. Read some, share your own. mysubaruis.com. dot com. We'll get Coach Combs' final thoughts on this one coming up next. Stay tuned. This is Jazz Radio Network.
0: Donovan working Herb Jones. Oh, Donovan Mitchell. Take that and wind it back. Herb Jones has got his shoelaces tied together. Defending Donovan Mitchell. Who played a break on Herb Jones? Who put his shoelaces together and left him on the floor? Play the game right
5: there. Coming, coming to you from our guy, David Locke. Brought to you by the Larry H. Miller dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com. Driven by you. Jazz win tonight. Over the Pelicans on the road, 115-104, Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Uh, Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru featuring uh, the My Subaru Wiz campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more. Share your story at MarkMillerSubaru.com. If you're just jumping on with us, Jazz win. Big performance from Donovan Mitchell. 29 points tonight. 11 of 19 shooting. You got to love that efficiency. Five of nine from three. Had five assists. Three rebounds uh, as well. Mike Conley. (coughs) Excuse me. With another good one. 22 points. Seven assists, eight rebounds. He was plus 24. Team high, plus 24 tonight for Conley. Bogdanovich, uh, we heard from him in the last segment. 21 points, 8 of 17 shooting, 5 of 11 from 3. Rudy Gobert, uh, just 3 for 8 from the field coach, but uh, 17 boards for Rudy. Two steals and two block shots, even though he had a little bit of foul trouble. Still played 37 minutes. Jordan Clarkson with 14 Coming in off the bench for the Pelicans, Jonas Valanciunas led the way with 25 points. Uh, Josh Hart uh, added 15. Let's see here. And, uh, yeah, Brandon Ingram struggled tonight. Ten points, John, just three of 18 shooting, one of seven from three. He did have seven assists and four rebounds, but uh, not the big-time scoring outburst uh, that we've seen from him in the past. And then Devontae Graham, they did a nice job against him too, coach. Uh, 11 points for him on four of 12 shooting, four assists and two rebounds. He's a player that's hurt him in the past.
3: Yeah, he, he made the game winner against him in here, didn't he? Wasn't Graham yes, the one that hit the three? so he was the one. The three, yep. so. Uh, yeah, I, I love the way the Jazz came out and played the, tonight. They they didn't have everything to start, but they just kept playing hard. I felt like the the offense got more deliberate as the game went on, and they definitely got what they wanted. And it was a team effort, you know. Uh, I think everybody did their part. You know, when you look at Mike Conley getting eight rebounds, um, Rudy Gay in twenty one minutes had nine points. Uh, Royce O'Neal made a three. You know, he's been struggling a little bit. Boyan was great. And then, you know, obviously Rudy and, and Donovan. Um, Clarkson, I thought, played within himself. He was 5 for 10, 3 for 6. So one that you you walk away from feeling, hey, we won that one as a team. And each guy did their part.
5: Well, Clarkson gave them the juice in the first half right, when they needed exactly it. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. yeah. And they were and
3: struggling, and he was making shots. He was the one who was coming
5: in and getting it done. So it was kind of timing with him. And, of course, you know, six-man of the year. That's what six-man does. Comes in and, and gives the team a boost when they need it. And, and Clarkson certainly did that. Donovan had it going in. The second half and it was a little less uh, necessary for him uh, to uh, to come in and do that but uh, uh, back to Rudy you know Rudy with his uh, with his two blocks and his two steals it just tonight and maybe this is a theme because we've talked about it a couple of times but it just makes it obvious how important that he is because you could just see the game plan for the Pelicans instantly change the second he left the floor.
3: Well, I use that the, at halftime. I use that analogy of the Matador, right? yeah, and that's what it, it like. People teams see red when he's not out there, and and particularly when Hassan's not out there. And Quinn was was a little perturbed, you know, th- that um, the insinuation would be that they guard they they need to guard harder when Rudy's not out there. The bottom line is this perimeter defense will be a huge part of if this team can reach its ultimate you know goals and destination, and, and it's something that I'm comfortable like. Quinn, Quinn's aware of it, and he's pushing on these guys. And typically when he does that, you know, th- there's resolve to, to get a little bit better. So tonight was good. They, they were able to fix the situation, and, and it's hard to win on the road no matter who you're playing. So take that one and run. I am certainly
5: no Danny Ainge or Justin Zanuck, but I would, make, I would guess that if the Jazz make a move
3: at the trade deadline, it's to address that issue. I agree. The perimeter defense. Yep, no doubt. You got to, you know, it's something to think about. And obviously, there's a lot that goes into it because you start looking. We talk all the time how good the chemistry and culture is, right? Do you take somebody out, put somebody in? Does it fit all the way? There's a lot of things to consider, but from a basketball standpoint, it would seem that that's what what this team could really use. Because it's pretty amazing they're as good
5: defensively as they are, considering they don't really have any strong perimeter defenders. I mean, it's really a compliment to Rudy Gobert and how good Rudy is. Right now, uh, according to basketball reference, the Jazz are sixth in defensive rating, which is probably higher than they have any right to be.
3: Right. Um, and, and tonight, you know, you know, Joe Ingles, in my mind, in 26 minutes, he didn't get a whole lot done, but I thought there were a couple tough, really tough defensive plays for him and, and effort things that he's got to – He's got to do, um, you know. I, I think that's one area that Joe can really get better is get a little more aggressive defensively. Joe, two points in 26 minutes, one of four from the field, over three from three, but he did have six assists, so No, I, I, hey, look, he will. He, he's an unbelievable, you know, distributor and ball handler, and plays great in the pick and roll. But if we're asking guys to do more, right? And the, there was one play toward the end that he just kind of, you know, stepped out of the way, and, and right there, I mean, you just need guys to to help a little bit. All right, Coach Lacombe, give us a few final thoughts on this one before we uh, turn the page to uh, the Nuggets. Nine in a row on the road. Um, you know, you don't have to say a whole lot more than that. I love the the road DNA of this team. Um, they get out there, they feel really comfortable, they have a look in their eye. Um, you know, we've sat through a lot of nights where, you know, t- jazz teams have gone out on the road, whether it's been against a really good team or a not-so-great team, and they've had tough nights. Um, but this team figures it out, and I like that. Uh, I like that it was, um, you know, it, it was a group effort because I do believe the strength of this Jazz team is the group. And then the phenomenal play, you know, all game long defensively of Rudy, his effort on the glass again, another night. It's hard to get an offensive rebound. He had six again tonight. Uh, and then Donovan just closed the thing down like Mariano Rivera. He spun a gem in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he sure did. He was great. Again, Donovan led the way with 29
5: points uh, tonight. All right, we want to say a big thanks to David Locke and Ron Boone doing terrific work as usual. Welcome back to the broadcast, Booner. He was doing TV for a couple of nights, so it was good to have Ron back, of course. Thanks to the broadcast assistants who uh, did a nice job tonight. Thanks to Jeff Carroll, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to Mark Miller, Subaru title sponsor of the post-game show, and the My Subaru is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share read some share your own my Subaru is and of course coach Lacombe always a blast man it's fun Crown Burger tonight to top it off. That was fun. They went well. It did. Onion rings were a good choice. Woo. Yeah, very, very good choice. All right, your final from New Orleans. The Jazz win again on the road, 115-104. to 104. Next broadcast coming your way Wednesday night. The Jazz will be in Denver to take on the Nuggets. That game will tip off at 8 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 7, and of course you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.